What is up? What is up? What is up, ladies and gents? Welcome to the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs, the Nubian Sumo Edition. His first day out there getting his production license. What's up, Sumo? Mr. Yeah, for some, re for some reason, I got the pencil tonight. I don't know why, but uh, I'll take it. I need a break. I'll be the book. I'll be the Booker Man. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody hates the Booker Man. Yeah, everybody uh, so, uh, hates the Booker Man. Well, since you're the Booker Man, you might as well go ahead and tell us what you're smoking, what you're drinking, and what's your T-shirt this week. All right. Well, the T-shirt this week is the House of Black T-shirt. Uh, I think it's one of the first ones that came out. Yep. Uh, so AEW representing tonight. Um, as far as what I'm drinking tonight, I have pulled out the Penelope, the Penelope Bourbon Barrel Strength, 114 proof, as you can see at the bottom. I pulled this one out specifically because it's the same name as my mom. Happy oh, Mother's Day. Very nice. Happy Mother's Day. But still, <laughs> take a sip of that. I hear Jim Ross yelling, by God. Now, as far as what I'm gonna as far as what I'm gonna smoke tonight, I'm gonna let you decide. Okay. What's the options? Options tonight are The under the uh, Drew Estate Underground Lounge, okay, or the Herrera Esteli Lounge. Nah, we'll do the first one. Gives me that Game of Thrones vibe. Looks like you're a Lannister with that logo. All right, so we'll go with the Underground. New Game of Thrones show on HBO Max. We'll see if it's any good. I give it one episode. <laughs> if they don't have a nice All looking right. police, don't care. So, hopefully you've been having a good week, sir. I got me a surprise, too. I'm doing a special drink. Uh, Vultures. The only <laughs> and the true grape soda. Why? Because that's my mom's name. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but when you crack that thing, woo! That, woo! That brings puts life in your chest right there. If you ever want to do an experiment, uh, James, go ahead and uh, get you one of these Vultures grapes. Throw it in the refrigerator for 12 months. I guarantee you, when you crack it, your whole house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? 12 months? 12 months. Oh, that was some discipline right there. That was year 17 to 18. 18th birthday. That soda that you just showed me was in your refrigerator. For a year. A year. Why? Because, man, it's 18th birthday, man. You had to crack that thing. I wasn't a drinker. So, you know, I wasn't going to go out and get anything heavy or wine or anything. So that, that was that was my filler. That was my thing. <clears throat> you should have known I transformed from a lightweight to a heavyweight in Atlanta. <laughs> get off. What y'all want to do? Go across the street. All right. What time are we getting home? Five o'clock. What you want to do after that? Go to work. <laughs> it's like, well, damn. You know, it only took a couple months of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm sick of drinking. I can't stand no more alcohol now. So, Walters was my thing. That's my drink. So, does it taste good? Oh, yeah. All right, good. Hitting the spot. That's very, that is very good. Hit so, me right there. 
All right. So since we're jumping in, we already said it, but we'll say it again. Happy Mother's Day to those that are watching or to uh, the moms of those that are watching and definitely to our mom. And your, your, your mom watches this, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm getting married, you know. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I appreciate that. Your mom watches. Happy Mother's Day, Miss Penelope. So, speaking of somebody that's not a mom, uh, Tessa Blanchard <clears throat> is in the news again. That's your girl. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I don't know if she's my girl or not, but I wouldn't say that. Trouble in promo class. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, she shoots. She constantly shooting herself in the foot. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what her problem is. What's the, what's the issue? I mean, I have no idea. All you got, all the, all you've been asked to do, is to a, help people, help the, the uh, younger wrestlers develop. B, help the show because it's still trying, it's, it's still up and coming and they're trying to make this the best show that they can make it into, especially being that it's being from its history from the past. Mm -hmm. And C, help yourself. Because the only reason that they have you on here is because you're trying to build, you're trying to develop yourself and reestablish yourself from the crap you did back in Impact. Mm -hmm. But think so. I mean, what's the what's, what's the point in doing? What's the where's all this coming from? Where's all this animus coming from? Here's what confuses me and why it's so hard to talk about this level of dumbness. Or oh, I'm going to call it dumbness. I, I guess we call it idiocracy. I am actually at this moment pulling for her <clears throat> to be a closet racist. <laughs> which is the adverse to which will make life easier if everybody was just up front with their racism so you don't have to right. do all the closet politics. But for her, I'm like, you just want to be like, shut up, stupid. <laughs> At least get your foot way in the door. You know, make I mean, money. yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a racist, at least own it. And then you pull know? it. Then pull it. <laughs> I'm with that. But how are you going to do some in promo class? You can't get any more uh, basic than, I don't know. That, it's just self-sabotage. And then I'm trying to find the quote that I saw earlier. I, I didn't want to read Cause it. Because she finally responded to what was what was being said about her. I'm trying to find it. I, had, I, thought, I, I thought I saved it. Hold on. But, yeah, she... Uh, <laughs> And 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 I want to hear from her father on this. But do you? And really I know he's never going to say anything because is he? Some things are learned, and some things are taught. Which is why I want to hear from the father because from Tully because I mean, is this something she got from Tully? Is I mean, is this something that she learned from a family member? I mean, what the what's, what's the deal? You just don't jump in a make believe and start throwing out the N-words and racist slurs. You kind of just don't jump in a make believe. I can understand if we stand in toe-to-toe when we cut a promo and then I just start, I'm gonna go ham. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you to mark out. I'm gonna get you to go ahead and pop and you know want to get mad at me and build some heat. And we right there in the heat of things because we get paid for it, and then I'll get the, the, the slap on the wrist later and pay the fine. Okay, so here's the quote. Here's what she tweeted. 
Here's what she tweeted. Now I'm just I'm just, I'm just trying to make sense of this. When standing up for your when standing up for your beliefs becomes a matter of great inconvenience, will you stand? Does she want to? Be and then the she deact- and then she deactivated her Twitter. Does she want to be the martyr, the one that's going <laughs> to jump on the sword for that belief? But yet you want to be a public figure. Like, if you want that level of smoke, you can have that level of smoke. But I don't think she's strong enough by, obviously, by her deleting her Twitter. She can't handle that. Right. So, also, so. If you want to be the upfront, you know, bigot, racist, whatever you want to be, you know, that's fine. But at least come out with that. And Well, I guess that's what she's doing now. She's just leading with it. But, hey, guys, I just want to let you know this is me. Now, if y'all want to hire me, that's cool. But this is me. So I don't know. Like, so I'm now sure they pretty, now, so now it. it's up in the air whether she's still with Wow or not, because they don't know they, they haven't really said whether they've let her go or not or whether she's left. But she is has been relieved of her coaching duties, and they have rehired Celine, um, Zelina Majors, mm-hmm. who was there, who was who was a former coach of theirs back in the day, and was a coach with WCW, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and um. And the power plant, so they brought her back, but they but they just got this deal with the CW and CBS to put these wild shows on television. So, oh, yeah, she's, she's again, done. nobody's gonna touch again. Her why? Why put yourself in that position? Yeah, I saw a couple um, uh, inside messages saying, "Well, all she got left is AAA," and I don't even think they're gonna want to touch her at this point. No, they will. They will. She got she got the hook in with Daga. Oh, yeah. So she still got the hook in with Daga. And, and she's she's got a little bit of a rep now and a little bit of a reputation in Mexico. So, yeah, I can see her going to Mexico. Maybe, <coughs> maybe AAA, more likely CMLL or one of the smaller organizations like Crash or um, with uh, Con- uh, hooking up with Conan in some kind of way. But um, yeah, I see her in Mexico. I don't see her. I don't see her having a problem getting into Mexico. The, the the messed up side is all she had to do was keep her mouth shut. We're like what yeah. two years removed from all that stuff that you know to speak out and everything and people saying uh, and messaging about what she said back in the day or or this person or spitting and all that. You know, I pretty much forgot about all that at this point. All she had to do was be quiet. Mm-hmm. Get the checks. Get all she had to do was do her job. At literally, the job. <laughs> That's all she had to do was do her job. I don't know. Like I said, you know, some things are taught. Some things are, you know, discovered. And then she's just bad. So we're just going to let her be what it's going to be. But on the other right. side of the news... You uh, sent the message and made uh, us aware of the old WWE's boy, Freddie Prince Jr., Stephanie McMahon's first crush. Uh, he's looking to start his own thing. With, with I thought it was interesting that you sent this message because this is 100% what you heard <clears throat> about Young Rock. The way he's looking to Hollywood ties, I guess if that's a word, 
his promotion. He's got the money for it, so it's not like he can't do it. He just needs the, the distribution deal. But here is what he would like the framework of this wrestling promotion to be. Uh, he's looking to try to do it in 18 months, which there's enough people out there. Uh, talent isn't a problem. He wants a two-hour show. Uh, he has the money for a three-year plan. So, you know, he wants to establish some stars, have some top heels, have some top faces. Not sure if he's going to lean heavy in the tag team. But he has three years at least worked out in his head. Mind you, he was a writer for WWE. So this is not something new to him in thinking long term. So he's got a, a plan for a face and a heel, if nothing else, uh, or maybe a couple within three years. Storylines based in reality. WWE, remember, so he's got that little tie-in with Vince on pulling from uh, real life to make something. So the question is, what reality are we talking and how far or deep is he going to go in the situations? Uh, men and women, women given equal time. Uh, and he wants to own the space it's filmed in. That's an interesting request. I guess that's for pyro reasons and, and the ability to be able to steal off it and keep people from spoiling what's going to happen, I guess. But Well, if nothing else is to keep down, keep down um, overhead, too, because if he owns the place, he doesn't have to lease it or rent it. He doesn't have yeah. to give up any money for it. He can do whatever he wants to do with the building, you know, whenever. So, yeah. Yeah. But here's the kicker. And what really kind of throws everything awry, he wants it to be a SAG award level show. So that's the Screen Actors Guild. So, well, not necessarily a SAG award show. Well, I mean, if you're trying to be, a, you're up for, you're going for an award. I mean, if you're going to be part of the guild. No, 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 no. Let's get, let's, let's get it straight. What he's trying to do with that? He's saying he wants it to be a SAG show, meaning that he wants the wrestlers to be qualified for the insurance and the benefits under the Screen Actors Guild. That's what he wants. He doesn't, he's not worried about awards or whatnot. He wants the benefits okay. of being insured by the Screen Actors Guild for the wrestlers. Okay. So, I mean, I, I and he wants and he wants to try to help this turn into a to a unionized situation. So he wants to start the wrestling. He wants to start the wrestling union, like um like Ventura tried to back in the day before. Hogan decided to snitch on him to Vince. Yeah. And that, that's kind of hard to uh you know stop the 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 press of the union if one place is already unionized. And that that's just, you know, uh that's going to be a, a debate for everybody. That's going to be the biggest uh weigh in for Tony Khan, I would say, because we know Vince's position. But, right. um, you know, Tony Khan being for the wrestlers, that'll be interesting. <clears throat> that, will, that will determine really what his outlook is as an owner. Is he, because if, if he says, no, I'm not for the union, then we've got some interesting conversations on our hands. So, uh, I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, there's so many different wrestling shows. I don't understand why he just doesn't buy one of the ones that are out like a GCW and maybe do something with it instead of trying to start something from the ground up or, or sin or um, what's the one that um, Braun Strowman's in? It's not sin. That's oh, create your narrative. Yeah. No, that's easy. C3. Control your narrative. Control your narrative. 
Gresham's no, Gresham's is uh, Terminus. Terminus. That, that's the other the other one I was looking at. But he's only had he's only had like he's had one show. I know he's supposed to have a second show. I don't know if it went off or not, but right. I haven't heard anything else about Terminus since that first show. So I don't know if that's I don't know if that's still going on or if he's still trying to do something with it or what. But you know, uh, but I I can see what Freddie's doing. I mean. It, it's I, me myself. I would be. I would rather be able to say that I started something from the ground up than to than to take over something and be like, "Well, this is what I got." You know, <laughs> I changed it. I made it better, but this is where it came from. At least, if I get something from the ground that I, that I planted the seed, I watered it, I fertilized it, I made it grow, I harvested from it. This is I benefited from it. This is this is me. It's all me. That I would prefer. I would prefer that over going and buying a GCW and being like, yeah, well, this is where it came from. This is who started it or whatever. You know, I I did what I did to you know make it to change it and to make it better or to make it what it is today. You know, I I want to be able to take on us and say, this is mine. This is where it came. This is where this is where it came from. I can't. It came all came from me. What if it was something different? Like if I had, you know, the capital and all that stuff, and I have some ideas. I'm not gonna get into all that, but I wouldn't mind investing a large sum of money just because it's me, and I think that they should be more weighted in the industry than they are. Uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. Like I would, you know, go there, invest money. Um, it's not like you know we're they're at the level of everybody else, or even the GCWs, and even Rocksville well, said maybe they're higher than Terminus, but. <laughs> or impact, but at the same time, with the right capital in the right direction, I think it would be cool to start having local shows at that MCW level, not just something that, you know, you got a group of folks together and they're doing something, you know, in a, a gym every Saturday or something like that, a, a little bit higher up um, at that M Maryland Championship Wrestling level, and they negotiate uh, TV time with the local channels. Plus, he may see he may find he may have found a place, or may want to put it in a place that doesn't really have a wrestling pre presence, or used to have a wrestling presence, and he wants to build up on. Yeah. Who knows? He may be going to Atlanta. Possibly. I mean, he, I could, he can go to Atlanta. Or he I, may he may go somewhere else where he's you know he may go somewhere else. He may go to Charlotte. I mean, he may he there's a, there's a whole bunch of places he could go to that. Has a has a wrestling presence there already that he can build on, but then there are other places that he might know about where he feels that he may be able to build a wrestling presence and bring money into that community and you know make money at the same time. So yeah, uh, we we'll have to we just have to see what's going on. I mean, uh, another thing that was on that list that you didn't state was that he didn't have a contract, your TV contract yet. Right. Now, I'm going to allude to that in a second. Now, I'm thinking that he might be on the premises of one. And the reason why, and I'm going to go back to the Tessa Blanchard story. Now, in his, in the interview that he did, on, it, well, it wasn't an interview because he said it on his podcast. But um, Freddie Prince Jr. said on his podcast that he was helping. The reason why he got involved in doing this or got the idea to do this is because he was helping a promotion try to get 
a uh, TV deal mm -hmm. for them to be on television. Right. Now, he did mention that the TV, he, he never mentioned who the promotion was, but he did say that the promotion was going through, they were working with the CW. Going wow. back to WOW, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking that he was working with WOW to get the CW deal. He wound up getting taken out of the situation and the company got the deal anyway. It's my thinking that it's WOW. Right. And then he was like, well, I, I enjoyed the process. He said, I like what I was dealing with as far as, you know, the dealings and, you know, uh, the negotiations and everything. And it just made me think. And then um, he said there was a wrestler who he was talking to who told him to go check out GCW. So he checked out some of the GCW matches, went back into their history and, you know, looked at what they were doing in the past and everything. And then um, he said that he was really interested in doing this. So being that he hasn't really been working a lot, he talked to his accountant mm -hmm. to see where he was money-wise as far as putting something like this together. He said, well, first of all, you need to get your ass back to work. Yeah, so that's so 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 he so he's supposed to be doing some work with Netflix or whatever on some shows or whatever on some movies or whatever. But he said you got the money to do what you need to do to get this done. So uh but you just need some help. Yeah, so right. Um hold that that quick? Yeah, he must have been speeding. <laughs> I gotta go get I gotta go get one of our listeners, folks. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> Just like that, we have uh lost the Nubian Sumo. So while he's going out there to uh get one of our faithful, um let's talk about WrestleMania Backlash. Uh tomorrow night, Mother's Day, interesting timing for a show that really is technically, I guess. Apropos all about the women, because the, the most important match, in my opinion, on the card is uh, Charlotte versus Ronda. That's it. Uh, when they added Drew McIntyre, in my opinion, to uh, uh, the tag team unification potential with the Bloodline versus, uh, I want to say rated RKO, uh, RK Bro, um, it, I don't know why they tabled that discussion and why they're moving it away. Uh, Cody V. Seth. I mean, it'd be okay, but, you know, not looking for anything special. Uh, Edge versus AJ Styles with Damian Priest being out. I'm liking Undertaker-esque void that Edge is filling. Uh, same thing, you know, with uh, Damian Priest finally having something to do, but nothing special. And then, uh, you know, Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Okay. And Bobby Lashley. Waste of a match for me because, I mean – for, the, for for them to put that match on and not the women's tag team championship that they're going to have on Friday, it makes no sense, but I see what they're doing. They saved that match for ratings pretty much, so try to get people to come to that show, so I kind of get it, but yeah, you know, this is a pay-per-view. Yep, and then uh, you got Lashley versus Omos too, um, just because. Really, it's only a mode for MVP because there's no need for that match to happen a second time. Now, there was an interview where uh, Omos was talking about his childhood and how he had 
uh, a, three types of rare uh, tumor situations uh, in his face that he had to have taken care of. Um, you know, just hearing him talk about that situation, I'm like, man, why don't they let him tap into himself? And that's the conversation. Granted, he's a big man, so he's going to have that tone. Um, and where he's from, he's going to have that tone. But just letting him talk. Then he also told the story about how his mama gave him, happy Mother's Day again, uh, gave him $1,000 uh, emergency fund. And all he could think of doing was finding an iPod to buy. And at the airport, they were out of iPods. So he bought the Microsoft Zoom just because it looked like an iPod. You know, so that, you know, just him well, like that. That's the Omos that I want to have come through, not as a, a baby face, still as a heel. But he can see that's the thing. That's the thing. He would come off as a baby face. He would come off as a baby face if he did that. Hence, uh, what's her name? Um, what's her name? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. There's a lot of females. Um, Give me uh, something. The one, the one is, the one is coming back. The Marine, the one that used to uh, oh, Southern Bell. Uh, oh, shoot. God damn it. <laughs> Southern Bell. Southern Bell. Evans. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. They're doing that with her. And I was talking to uh, of course I, I had to go get Raj. I had to go get Raj. I'm listening to Raj. You know, he was here last night and we were watching um Friday night SmackDown and having to go through that soliloquy that Lacey Evans has been doing for the past month. I was telling him last night, I'm sick of it. You know, well, you of course. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and see, and see, the only thing is, last night, last night, made me think that she's gonna turn heat. They're gonna turn her heel because remember, right before she, uh, for those that did, that were, for those that didn't watch, and I'm giving a spoiler because this is bullshit. <laughs> Don't nobody care about your year old flat soda. I just bought this today. <laughs> You just told us earlier that there was a year-old soda that you had in your refrigerator for a year. Yeah, from age 17 to 18, James. Oh, God. Anyway, forget whatever. So she's doing her little soliloquy last night, but then they decided to bring her out, you know, just for an appearance. But the announcer, right before she came out, says... Lacey Evans would like for you all to stand and give her the proper respect. Yep. That was a little heelish. Uh, more than heelish. <laughs> that, that's almost what I like to have right now. Is for all right, the yeah. Out of shape. <laughs> that's so they maybe so after all, all this buildup, all this story, all this crying, and she's been abused and she's been taken advantage of, and she lived in all this squalor and all the moving around that she had to do. She never had friends and all this and that. Now she's going to turn. She's gotten all this sympathy, and now they're going to turn around and make her heal. Hey, let, let, make a phone call. This is for all little kids to uh, Phineas and Ferb. Talk to Doofus Merch and ask him what's the most important thing for a villain. It's a horrible backstory. <laughs> That's literally Which brings me back to Omos. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me back to Omos. You give you if you do what they did for Lacey, 
No, I, I don't. It's gonna right. act. It's gonna. It's, it's gonna turn him. It's gonna turn him face unless they do what they do to make him a heel. Like they do. Got more words than this is my house. That's all I'm saying. Every match. This is my house. This is my house. Like, yeah, like he the Kimbe, like you, like he the Kimbe or somebody. Yeah, no, I'll take a dunk on him. You know, that's all I'm saying. He has more words. To I almost had to dunk him, but that's another story. Yeah. So you know, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I know it's about time for something special. Uh, yeah. Before before we before we do though, there was one other story that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I was gonna slide that in. And, um, to it in this segment. But go ahead, you can talk okay. about it. Okay. Okay, uh, there's one other thing. I'm one, one other story because I mean, this is now everybody knows that CM Punk had had um, a deal with Marvel to do um, some comic books, some write, comic book writing, and um, which led to some other things for him later on. But now it has come out that there's another writer, a comic book writer, in the, in wrestling. And their name is Nyla Rose. <clears throat> now, Nyla has gotten together with Marvel to re to resurrect a character, X Men character that passed away back in the seventies by the name of Thunderbird, which is a, which was the Marvel's first Native American superhero. <clears throat> now he wound up dying, or wound up getting killed off. Months after his uh, first appearance, making him the first X-Man to ever ever die in the comics. But now there's been a resurrection, and she's part of the um, writing crew, the creative crew for that um, comic. <clears throat> and she says that she, in her interview, uh, she said that. She she was a big fan of the 1994 X Men Fleer cards, mm. and as and she um and she as she was collecting them, she got a Thunderbird card, and she was looking at it like, "Who is this? I never I never knew about this character." She turned the card around and started reading about it. Found out that he was a Native American. Of course, she's Oneida Indian, right. and he's supposed to be Apache. And then um, she found out that he was he, he was already deceased. So she was like, no wonder I never heard about him. So she did some research on him and found out about him. And then she and then when they decide when Marvel decided to bring back this character, um, one of the other writers and I'm trying to remember his name, um, Steve Orlando actually reached out to Nyla, knowing that Nyla was a comic book fan and, you know, had done some fantasy writing in the past, you know, and said that you asked her if she wanted to be part of this, being that she would have bring some insight as far as, you know, being a Marvel fan, being a Native American herself and things of that nature, you know, to bring some insight to the comic. So they have gotten together. The, I believe the first issue, uh, Giant, I think it's called it's called Giant Size X-Men Thunderbird number one, which I believe has already been released. Uh, she had a hand in giving him his new um, outfit and, and designing his new outfit and everything. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where this comic book goes. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to her and um, her 
and you know working outside of wrestling to get to get involved in something like this. So I just wanted to uh, bring that to light as well. Yeah, it's a big week for her. I think I actually um, have that card as well somewhere in the the, the dungeon there in all my card packs. Because I used to, I was heavily collecting those cards back then uh, as well. So I remember having it. I think I still have it. I have to double check that. But also another feather in her cap, uh, uh, pun intended. There is they released from the video game side her announcement trailer showing what she looks like um you know in the ring in the AEW video game that uh will come out whenever and she looked really good now it's one thing to have you know to be in a game it's another thing to have a really good face game it's a third thing to do what they're doing in this one which is going to be pretty interesting <coughs> excuse me even for you james who don't really play games is that they they have a I guess you would call it almost an animation cutscene. So instead of it just being the move and you see the video game side of it, you actually have, you know, the rendering side of the move happening. Uh, so it could be a Russian leg sweep, but it goes into, you know, the, the graphical version of the Russian leg sweep uh, being rendered in the game. So that's something I've not seen in a video game at that level, the way you're putting an animation, for lack of a better term, into uh, the video game to illustrate what that move is supposed to look like. So if they sprinkle that in enough in the right ways, that, that's going to be a, a great way for people to get introduced into wrestling and, a, and a really discover things. Uh, also on the same side, WWE is getting nervous, so they went ahead and just re-inked their deal with uh, 2K, so at the, the publisher 2K to keep WWE 2K going since they had a good version this time to report instead of the hot garbage that came out with 2K20. So and what's and since we're talking about games, what's going on with the AEW game? I hear they're having a lot of problems and things going on with them. So well, they're just not wrestling. So they're going through. You know, it's the first one. Um, they're trying not to. Ukes is trying not to do what they did with the WWE 2K 18, 17, 19. You know, they're trying to really make it its own thing. So they don't want to rush it out because it, we have to produce it and it has to be put out, you know, by fall of this year or anything. So they're going to encounter some growing pains, as Kenny Omega has talked about, and just trying to make it as realistic as possible, as good looking as possible. Uh, but, you know, in my opinion, graphics and, like I said, the face scans alone, Nala Rose look like Nala Rose. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, the one I saw with Kenny Omega looked looked real, very much like him too. Yeah, they also did Chris Statlander, so the two ladies that uh, were uh, shown this time, she looked just like herself. Her performing the move, everything looked really good. So if they just keep along that motion, I wouldn't expect it to come out this holiday. I'd put it about April of next year. No rush. <coughs> it needs okay. to come out though. Now they need to show more. But we're coming up on June when typically all those things are going to be shown at a higher level. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But Kenny is playing it real close to the vest. He's not trying to do too much. He's just trying to give us enough so that we don't forget about it. But then there's so many yeah. other AEW things, you know, between uh, if you like casino games, the AEW casino is really fun, um, you know, playing with real people in slots and blackjack and stuff like that. The elite general manager from a fantasy perspective, will fill the void that, you know, if you don't play WWE games, uh, so give you that GM capability. So there's enough out there sprinkled to do it. But when this game drops, um, 
uh, hopefully 2K has got their act together and they're ready to handle it because it, in my opinion, will be better than 2K, uh, whatever year it's coming out. So uh, with that being said, I hope you're ready for uh, my favorite video ever. And naturally, it's not about me. Yep, still my fave. <laughs> That's sad to say, but it's always the ending that gets me because I see you in camera as it's playing, and then you got you all, you know, suited up and stuff. And I'm like, man, this guy over here can clean up once in a while and maybe make something out of nothing. Yeah, I tend to clean up good. I, I tend to clean up all right, you know. I'll play it with. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 just I'm just being humble. Okay. I'm just being humble. That's all. All right. All right. So uh, again, I got the pencil. So I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a booker, and I'm gonna make everything about me. So of course, I had to put a just just newbie in segment in here, and I'm gonna start it off with a question for you, Don. What do Stu Grayson? Candace LeRae and Willie Mack have in common. They all been released. They have all been released. <laughs> well, uh, well, actually, in actuality, they've all had their contracts expire, and they chose not to resign. So, um, I don't know if this uh, is Stu Grayson, not, but Stu Grayson is. Hold on, I'm sorry. Put a finger. Put a pin in it. I don't know if it's real, but just in case, could be a troll. Why not? Hello, Lydia and Gabrielle. <laughs> we got some Hello from Brazil. De Janeiro. Can you send a hug to my uh, children? Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> how you doing, uh, Rio, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil? <laughs> Lord, Lord knows Hugs and kisses home. to everybody, especially Lydia and Gabriel. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that's something else, yeah. no doubt. Uh, it's amazing where you may end up sometimes. But go ahead. Sorry. Yes, they were all coming. <laughs> no, hey, hey, no, hey. I appreciate <laughs> that one. No doubt. No doubt. I'm sure KG's going to hate he's missed that one, though, for real. But um, Stu Grayson. A uh, member of the Dark Order, a uh, member of um, with Evil Tag Team with Evil Uno, um, has decided that he's going to look elsewhere. Uh, find finds find out what's going on in the Indies. Uh, he had he had an opportunity to resign and chose not to, so he's going to go off to see what's happening on the outside. Uh, Candice LeRae, who's been out for due to her pregnancy, which is the wife of Johnny Gargano, has um, been also been released. Uh, she was offered a new contract and chose not to sign, resign with the WWE. And Willie, and the latest being Willie Mack, who made an announcement today, saying that the last taping that they did back on the 30th was his last uh, appearance in Impact Wrestling. So um, that breaks up the um, tag team with him and um, Rich Swan, 
So uh, I noticed in the last show or in, in the last uh, Thursday night show that they did for Impact that uh, Willie Mack and uh, Rich Swan were doing, were cutting a promo and were um, interrupted by uh, Matt Cardona and with the, um, they just got out of a mat, uh, out of a deal with uh, W. Morrissey, and um, Rich Swan challenged Matt Cardona to the in, to the uh, social the uh, in, the, in, the social media championship. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that puts him in a position to start back solo again, uh, and uh, we'll be they'll be phasing out Willie Mack as we go along. So. Uh, good luck to those three. See where they end up here in the next uh, few months or so. I'm not sure if any um, uh, non-compete clauses are included in any of their contracts, but we'll just have to see where it goes. Now, um, I wanted to uh, recap everything from um, the AAA triple the AAA triple mania show that happened last week because there was a lot of interesting things that happened. We'll go ahead and get started with the first with the first match being the uh, first round of the Ruleta de la Muerte tournament, which is the um, which as I stated, the loser of that tournament will lose their mask forever. forever. And uh, the first round uh, was Ultimo Dragon versus Pentagon Junior. Uh, uh, Ultimo Dragon ended up winning that match. Um, with Pentagon losing, so he'll be moving on to the next uh, round. Um, the next match being the triple, the uh, the, the uh, mixed tag team championship match with uh, Ty Conte and uh, Sandy Guevara versus Sexy Saw Two and Commander versus Maravella and Latigo versus Erez and Chic Tormenta, which were the champions. Now this was supposed to be a three-way match, right? But Sammy and Sammy and Ty put up a big fuss about whether this should be whether they wanted this to be a championship match. So they added the champions into the match, making it a four-way. Now, um, Sammy Guevara coming was coming in hurt because this was set up after the ladder match that he had with. Scorpio Sky, where he lost the TNT Championship, so he came out in, in crutches, and so they was so they did this promo uh, on the screen. You know, uh, Ty was like, you know, I don't know if I want you out here, whatnot. He says, don't worry, I got a plan. I don't worry about it. I got, I know, I, I got you. So they came out, they came down the ring, and Sammy did the the joint, and then out comes Parker Negra. One of the one of LA Parks, um, one of LA Parks of uh, people. Right. So um, she he became Ty Conte's tag team partner with Sammy being on the outside. So the match goes on, match goes on. Um, Sammy ends up into the ring toward the end of the match. He hits um, Chick Tormenta with the crutch. So, uh, Ty Conte hits her finish on her, and now you have new mixed tag team champions in Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte. Mm. So uh, they, I'm sure they're going to be bringing those belts on the AEW television. They may even be incorporated some kind of way in the uh, pay-per-view that we'll be talking about a little later. But um, 
Yeah, they they they've got those titles now. They said they wanted them and they got them. So the second match in the first round of the Roulette de la Muerte uh, uh, tournament was L.A. Park versus Viano number four. Uh, this turned into a very bloody, very violent match with uh, Viano number four picking up La Parca on on two counts a lot. You know, not taking the going, not going ahead, taking the pin as he should right. have. But um, you know, which extended the match a, a, a lot. Uh, both of the masks were torn to the point where La pa- L.A. Parks was about to come off of his face. He was wearing it, you know, kind of like, kind of like a mask, or whatever, like a like a like a um, like one of those surgical masks, like we'd be wearing right. or whatnot. The COVID special. So um, yeah, it was crazy. But L.A. Park wound up pulling the match out. Billy Park wound up pulling the match out and uh, wound up winning. Uh, so, um, Viano number four will be moving on in the tournament. Uh, now, um, there was a presentation that was made of uh, the owner, Dorian Rolanda, Ro, Dorian Roland, came out to present a special plaque to a um, very, a very um, um, influential member of the AAA history by the name of Latin Lover okay. uh, to present him with a, with a, a plaque, a commemorative plaque. Um, he came out to address the Latin Lover came out to address the crowd and was interrupted by a group, the group Lion Press's uh, membership of Ray Scorpion and Jeff Jarrett. Ah. Yes, that Jeff Jarrett, along with his wife, Karen, who came out and was digging into the fans. Uh, Jeff Jerry came out before he got into the ring. He started yelling at the fans, talking about, if you all don't shut up, I have all of y'all run out of this country. Like, they're gonna, he's going to run Mexicans out of Mexico. Mexico okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he gets to the ring, and he starts giving his accolades. I am the former Intercontinental Champion. I am the former NWA World Champion. I'm da-da-da-da. He gets into the face. He goes out and gets into the face of Maricela Pena, who is the widow of the original owner of AAA, uh, who, who, has a, who has a very big presence within all of the um, shows that they do. And um, so he goes out and he forces the ring announcer to translate for him and the whole then runs down everything. And uh, Karen Jerry gets on the mic and calls the fans dirty basuras. Oh my basura, God. Basura being, tra- being Spanish for trash. So he called, she called her Dirty trash. So then the Latin lover had heard enough. He takes off his jacket. Uh, he calls um, Jared then calls Latin lover a dirty, filthy, grimy Mexican, of which he takes a shot at Jared. At Jared. Ray Scorpion takes down Latin lover. And then who makes an appearance to help Latin lover to make the save? Vampiro. Really? Vampiro shows up and comes really? in. So it's uh oh yes really oh he's in very good shape he's he's really? he look like him look like he's been doing a little bit of DDP yoga. That's about to say. <laughs> he looked he looked he look, he look pretty he looked pretty good coming down the aisle and whatnot. He came in he got pulled he uh he got into it with Jared and Mel and Ray and Scorpion and um and they ran they ran wound up running them off. Um, good for him. Karen Jared tried to tried to uh, turn the tables on um on Latin Lover and uh, Ray and um and Vampiro and wound up getting a kiss from Latin Lover. 
Mm-hmm. He wound up kissing her. So that started up something else. And, but, and so they wound up getting order and whatnot. And then um, they celebrate Latin lover and uh, Vampiro wound up celebrating in the ring. So uh, then they go on to the next match, which is uh, Dragon Lee versus Realistico, which they are brothers and are considered members of La Faccion and Gubernable. Um, Black Taurus versus Johnny Caballero, or as they called him there, Johnny Superstar, or as you know him as John Morrison, uh, versus also in that match was Laredo Kid and a mystery partner. Now they said that Laredo Kid was supposed to have a partner that was gonna be from America and was an independent star so um, it wound up being GCW's Jack Cartwheel. Okay. So um, so it kind of mixed so it kind of mixed in with Laredo Kid and the Lucha Libre style, you know that they share, you know, a lot of high flying and everything for those two. So you know it kind of okay. Now uh, in the third match for the Ruleta de Muerte, you had Real de Jalisco versus Blue Demon Junior, which uh. They wound up going into the history of those two where um, uh, 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 talking about how um, their fathers wound, were wrestling together and how um, I think Blue Demon Jr. wound up, Blue, the original Blue Demon wound up taking the mask of Jalisco de, uh, Jalisco, uh, uh, Rayo de Jalisco's father wound up ta- having his mask taken by Blue, the original Blue Demon. So, um, you know, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of things going on with that. So, um, let's see, uh, okay, so that match wound up, Rayo de Jalisco wound up being um, attacked by Sincara's family because Sincara's 100 masks his family came out because Rayo, the original Rayo de Jalisco also took um, Sincara's father's mask. Oh, God. Sincara's father's mask. So it was a lot of history going on in this, in this, ma- in this match. But it wound up that Rayo de Jalisco wound up defeating Blue Demon Jr. And Blue Demon Jr. goes on to uh, go, go, in, go further into the um, tournament. Now, um, there was a match between Pagano, Bandito, and Taya, who is now the new Red Arrhenius champion, defeating Deanna Perrazzo for the championship. Uh, going up against Cybernetico, Andrade El Idolo, and Deanna Perrazzo. And... Um, the winner of that match ended up being a dis- they wound up uh, being a double disqualification in that match because it just got out of control, and uh, the referee could had to stop it. So there was no um, real winner in that match. So uh, in the last match of the uh, first round of the tournament, you had Psycho Clown versus Kinect. And then, uh, and so uh, in that match, you had Connect, uh, who wound up winning, uh, who wound up beating Psycho Clown because Dr. Wagner Jr. came in and attacked Psycho Clown. 
Uh, Psycho Clown then got into it with Dr. Wagner Jr., which ended up having um, Andrade Idolo come in and, and help Dr. Wagner jump Psycho Clown. Right. So then after that, they hit him with a they hit Psycho Clown with a double suplex through a through a uh, what would look like um, a door or some type of board that they propped up against the corner. Now um, after all this happened, Dr. Wagner Jr. approached Andre Andrade Del Idolo <laughs> to join a faction that he had already started. Yeah, there was a faction. I, I I don't I don't know what the name of the faction was, but there was another guy that I don't know who he was in the ring with Dr. Wagner. He was a masked wrestler. But they but they had on these bad these baseballs type um shirts that had a name going across it. I wasn't really because they had it open, I wasn't really sure what the name what the name actually was. Right. But they had his name on the back of it, but they pulled out one just like it with Andrade's name on the back of it. And from the little Spanish that I know of, he was asking him if he wanted to join his faction or if he would join his faction. And right. so after playing it up a little bit, you know, keeping the crowd in suspense, asking him, see or no, see or no. Then he said, then he wound up joining the faction. Now, Andrade del Idolo is supposed to be a member of La Faccion Ingubernable, being that he was one of the original members of Los Ingubernable in in uh, CMLL. Okay. So, um, and being that, uh, and so I don't know where this is going to lead, whether it's going to be a merging of factions or whether he's going to do this separately, uh, you know, because he's not, he hasn't really been wrestling with uh, Los Ingubernable or La Faccion de Ingubernable, but, you know, he is part of it as far as history is concerned and as far as when he first came out after leaving WWE, that was the intention to make him part of that um, faction. So we'll just have to see where it goes as far as what they end up doing with him in that faction. Right. And then you had your main event, which was Ijo del Vikingo, which is the AAA mega champion, and El Rey Phoenix going up against the Young Bucks. Now, this was a pretty good match. It wound up going pretty well. As you know, a lot of high flying, a lot of stuff off the ropes and whatnot. Um, there was a mistake that was made or uh, uh, miscommunication, if you will, uh, between Phoenix and Vikingo on a move that wound up uh, leading toward the real bus getting a getting a pin. And even in the pin, there was uh, a lot of controversy because when Matt Jackson pinned El Vikingo, he made the referee count him out five times. What? He counted him out. He says, count it again, count it again. He said, count it one, two, three. Count it again, count it again. One, two, three. So he kept doing it. Now, is this a setup for Kenny? Is this something that is this something that is this something that they're doing to try to, you know, you know, if they make if they do some kind of uh, collaboration and bring some of the AAA guys into um AEW. Is this something to say, you know, yeah, you come over here if you want to, but guess we'll just know who who the man around here, you know, that type of thing. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on with that. Now, all this 
is going to lead to the show that they are going to have next. The big, the next big show will be in June. I believe it's June 18th, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, they've already started putting the matches together for that show, which is the second triple mania of the year. Again, they're going to have three. Right. All right. Now, uh, one of the matches that they've already put together for the second triple mania is a five-way match that is going to unify the AAA Latin American Championship, which is held by Black Taurus right now, uh-huh. and Laredo Kids World Cruiserweight Championship. Now, making this interesting is the fact that Black Taurus, Laredo Kid are in the match defending. Okay, you've got Ijo Del Vikingo, who is your mega champion in the match. You also have Bandito and Ray Phoenix. Mm, who looked good on uh, Rampage. I'm sorry, on uh, Dynamite, by the way, this past week. Right, exactly. So now you got this five-way match. And with El by El Ijo Del Vikingo being in this match as the mega champion, if he wins, he's a triple crown champion, which gives him all three belts. Mm-hmm. Now, according to their history, the last person that actually did this was John Morrison as Johnny Mundo. Right. He did it back in 2017 where he won all three matches at a Radio Reyes Reyes show. So that's going to be interesting, right? Then you also have, uh, it's going to be a seven-match card. Uh, They've got the the, um, semifinals for the Ruleta de Muerte matches where uh, Pentagon Jr. is going to take on Blue Demon Jr., and Psycho Clown will go up against Viana number four. Now, they're also going to have a uh, Triple Mania Cup match, another one. It's going to be a 13-person match, as well as a um, a cage of women, an all-women's escape the cage match. Okay. It's going to open the show. It's going to be Chick Tormenta, Flamir, La Hareda, Lady Shanti, Maravella, Rainia Dorado, and Sexy Star 2. Now, once all the once all the smoke is cleared, the last two women that are left in the cage are going to meet later in the match for a mask versus mask match, and the loser will lose her mask. Hmm. Now and that's and like I said, that's going to start the show. The main event of this show is going to be Dragon Lee, Andrelistico, El Faction de, de Gubernable versus the Hardy Boys. That'll be good, for sure. Yeah, that should that should be a good match. Bomber, that should be a good match. So um, that's it for Triple Mania for right now. Uh, then I want now I want to go into what happened. At um, Wrestling Dantaku, which was also last week. Um, huh? 
I said it was a busy time. Oh yeah, last week was very busy as far as uh, big shows going on. So um, the first match on the card was um, Zack Sabre Jr., Tai Chi, and Takamichi Noku, which is Suzuki Goon versus Shingo Takagi, Bushi, and what was supposed to be um, Fu Fujiwara, master, the guy who invented the Fujiwara armbar. Uh, he was supposed to be in the match, but they wound up replacing him with Shiro Koshinaki, Koshinaka. Now, you say, who is this guy, right? And usually they bring in guys who have some type of historical meaning to um, New Japan or to the um, event that they're dealing with. Well, in this case, Shiro Koshinaka is the person who developed and is famous for the hip attack. What? Yes. This is the guy who made who so whenever you see Oscar in the match, yeah, and um and she and she jumps up and she bumps people with her rear, you know, like Naomi does with the rear view. Rear view, yeah. The, Shiro Koshinaka is the person who brought that to light. That was wow. his style of wrestling. So he brought he brought that into the into the fold. So um uh Los Gubernables de Apon, the, uh, that faction wound up winning the match with Shingo, Bushi, and Koshinaka wound up winning that match. In the second match, he had uh Hiromo Takahashi versus Yo, in which Hiromo Takahashi won that match, which should which uh was pre pretty much a precursor to the best of the super juniors which we'll get into a little bit later because they did make the announcements for the um, for the um, participants, which I'll let you know. Um, Tonga Loa was in a match and wound up losing to Yujiro Takahashi, uh, being that this was the show that was the uh, Bullet Club anniversary show. Right. So, you know, you, you would think that Ta Takahashi would win that match being that he, even though he's house of torture, he is that is a sub, a sub, a sub faction of the Bullet Club. So there was that. Then you had for the junior heavyweight tag team championship, you had um, Taguchi and Master Wato uh, defending their titles against Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki, of which Taguchi wound up and Wato wound up defending their championships. You had um, a three-way match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships with uh, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto going up against um, the United Empire's Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan, who were the, champ were the champions. And uh, another and a third challenger, <coughs> excuse me, being Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens of the Bullet Club. Okay. Of which you now have new tag team champions in Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens, and they've and they've now developed a new uh, rocket launcher elbow drop, which I thought was interesting. Um, Chase Owens, um, being a fan, a big fan of Bobby, uh, of uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton, okay, actually wore his. Uh, is a memorial T-shirt to the ring that night. Um, they've dealt, they've developed a, a, a crossbreed rocket launcher and top rope elbow drop. Yeah. So, 
So that it look it looks pretty it looked pretty good with them doing it. You know, Chase O was coming off the top with Fale throwing him off and whatnot. So that was their finisher, and that's how they won it. So they're the new champions. Then you had um Tamatanga going up against Evil for the Never Openweight Championship, of which Evil wound up retaining. Well, well excuse me, Tamatanga ended up winning. So Tamatanga oh, wow. is your new um is your new never open weight championship and all and got revenge from evil uh, on his revenge tour for the bullet club for them uh treating kicking him out like they did so you had the iwgp junior heavyweight championship uh, el desperado going up again defending the title against taji ishimori and again you have a new iwgp heavyweight champion in taji ishimori so it's a good night for the bullet club okay so far. Then for the United States Heavyweight Championship, it was supposed to be Hiroshi Tanahashi the ch- uh, versus uh, Will Ospreay. Now, they say they, they're saying that um, they, they, it, the, it was supposed to be Sonata. Sonata was, was the United States Champion, but he had a, broke, broke his orbital, or, orbital bone okay. and wound up relinquishing the championship. So he uh, Sonata wanted to give the belt to Hiroshi Tanahashi, but he said, no, that's not how we do things. That's not how I want to win the belt. I want to have the belt. So he said, I'll go up against Will Ospreay and we'll, we'll settle it that way. Ospreay got tested positive for COVID. So they replaced him with Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. Now, <clears throat> Tanahashi ended up winning the match and became the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship champion. Chase Owens comes out. Okay. And he says, look, man, you were supposed to have wrestled me to defend that title against me a long time ago, and I never got my shot. But guess what? I don't even want it now. I'm a tag team champion. I'm a world champion. Not a United States champion. I'm a world tag team champion. But there is somebody else I know that wants this belt. And out comes the newest member of the Bullet Club. Rock hard, Juice Robinson. What? Juice Robinson came out a few weeks ago, about a month ago, saying that he was going to get out of New Japan, that he was going to get out of his contract and he was going to go look and see what was going to happen other places, even consider getting out of wrestling altogether for a little while just to get his body back together and, you know, kind of recover. But he came out, bullet club vest, plaid shirt with the, with the gimmick, with a little uh, shirt gimmick around his waist, tied around his waist by the sleeves. Came out, gave him a, with a mask on at first, gave the uh, Pulp Fiction to Tanahashi, pulled off his mask, and there he was. Hmm. Of which I'll bring him back up in a little bit as well. So now for now the, to, if, for the main event, you had Kazuchika Okada defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Tetsuya Naito, and Kazuchika Okada retains the belt and does his speech at the end. I was thinking that there was going to be some kind of uh, run-in to see who's going to be the next person to um, def- uh, to um, 
challenge, but they didn't do that. So we'll just have to see what happens with the belt. They probably just hold off until after the best of the Super Juniors because Okada probably won't be wrestling for the next month and a half while the uh, tournament is going on because usually they try to put all the emphasis and concentration on the juniors when they're doing this. So um, he probably won't be wrestling at all or defending the belt. So probably wait until afterwards to deal with that. So um, that's it for those for last, what happened last week. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to bring up or any questions about anything going on right now or so far? No, you got that covered. I know there's a couple other uh, things we could talk about that's coming up. We kind of alluded to, uh, last time I alluded to, our feelings on WrestleMania Backlash. But we all kind of didn't touch on another show that's coming up this month, and that being Double or Nothing in Vegas. It's still developing, excuse me, uh, as the, you know, the world turns and things unfold <coughs> in um, AEW land, but on May 29th, that's when it'll happen. Um, right now, that's already on the books is uh, CM Punk versus Hagman Page for the AEW World Championship. Uh, we also have Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb for the Women's uh, World Championship. And then we know we'll have the finals of uh, the Owen Hart Cups for the men and women's side. Just to let you know where it stands right now on the men's side, you're looking at uh, Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly uh, in one uh, matchup. Uh, then the other one, you have Samoa Joe versus the Joker, to which uh, is kind of rumored to be formerly known as Cesaro Claudio. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, you have <coughs> Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen and Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's how things stand on the men's side of things. Uh, women's side, you're looking at um, uh, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker versus the Joker. I'm not sure who that's going to be. I haven't heard any rumor mills. You can let me know if you've heard anything. Um, on no, I haven't heard anything either. Uh, on the other side <laughs> of the bracket, you're talking Riot versus Riho and uh, Red Velvet versus Hikaru Shida. So, um, I mean, you know, a betting man is a betting man is a betting man, at least on the women's side, that it's going to be Britt or the Joker versus uh, probably Ruby Riot or Sheeta. Mm, actually, Sheeta. Uh, I'd see Sheeta going to uh, making it all the way to the end. The question is, would they put uh, um, the TNT champion in there? to go up against Britt Baker. That'd be something interesting, considering that she's undefeated and, you know, there's nobody else for her to face right now. Nah, oh. I, doubt they, I doubt they would put her in that. I doubt they would put her in that tournament. I would I would think more that the winner would go after her once they win the tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know who would be imported for that that could come in and be the Joker. I don't know. That, uh... That's an interesting one. But then I know you also wanted to touch bases on uh, impact. So I'm going to let you cover that. Uh, I got to step off for about 30 seconds. But go ahead and cover impact. Okay. Well, right now, the impact is having the, the pay per view going on right now. 
You're going to get us demonetized. Stop. <laughs> as much as I appreciate it, you need to stop that. You need to turn that down. <laughs> I didn't even find out. What is Jimmy? <laughs> you you have to forgive Raj over here. He's a little exuberant for some reason. I'll I'll talk. I'll get on him later. But uh, <laughs> right now, Impact Wrestling is having a pay per view. Their Under Siege pay per view is going on right now. Um, you did have two matches in the pre show that was on YouTube at seven thirty. You had um, Heath. And Rhino, who went up against um, Raj Singh and Shira, uh, Heath and Rhino wound up winning that match. Um, there was a three-way match with uh, Rich Swan, uh, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, and the Laredo Kid. And Rich Swan wound up winning that match as well. Now, Rich Swan was originally supposed to be in a match with Alex Shelley. But I think um, some some kind of scheduling situation got Shelly taken off the taken off of the um, off of the uh, card, so uh, they took that match off of the main card altogether. So um, <clears throat> uh, just, so you had uh, Ace. So on the card, you had Ace Austin versus Trey Miguel for the Impact X Division Championship. Chris Saban going up against uh, Steve Macklin. Yeah, Tasha Steeles defending the uh, Knockouts World Championship against Havoc. You have um, Violent by Design defending the World Tag Team Championship against the Briscoes. You have the rematch for the Reign of the Reigns Championship with Taya Valkyrie Champion versus Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, the Bullet Club as a whole, Jay White, Chris Bay, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and El Fantasmo going up against Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, Kenny King, Matt Taven, Matt, Mike Bennett, and Vincent. And for the main event, you have Josh Alexander defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Tomohiro Ishii, who um, wound up uh, winning his, winning his uh, match on Thursday to guarantee his shot tonight. So... Um, uh, it is ten. It is ten twenty-three at this time where we are right now, where I am right now, and that pay-per-view should be uh, starting the main event if it hasn't already. I would assume so. Um, we'll go into that match, that uh, card on next week uh, to follow up on that that card. Um, so um, I got um, okay. So Perry's letting us know what's going on with that. Uh, Sammy Callahan has made a uh, return. The Briscoes now now the Impact Tag Team Champions, of which you know I kind of figured that would happen. Uh, so um, congratulations to them. Tasha Steeles has retained against Havoc, so she's beaten both members of the um, of Decay because last the last pay per view she beat Rosemary to defend yep. the championship. So um, good stuff, good stuff. All right. So um, next up on the docket, I want to go uh, into New Japan's uh, next show coming up, which is um, Capital Collision. The Capital Collision, which is going on in the D.C. area on next Saturday. Uh, to start out, to start out, uh, they'll be uh, they'll start out with Red Narita versus Carl Fredericks. Um, the next match will be a 10-man tag with um, Team Filthy 
Tom Lawler, Royce Isaacs, Jarrell Nelson, J.R. Kratos, and Danny Limelight going up against Fred Rosser, Rocky Romero, David Finley, Tonga Loa, and Yuya Yurimura. Okay. So um, that's a member, uh, well, a member of chaos, a de facto member of chaos. I guess you could say Tongaloa is a member of chaos now that they've been adopted. And uh, Fred Russell just being on the uh, strong, the New Japan strong card. So um, interesting uh, matchup there. Then you have uh, Chase Owens going up against the Great Okan, which is pretty much a um, world tag team champion versus former tag team champion match. Um, an, an interesting match on the card. You have Aaron of uh, the uh, United Empire, Aaron Hanari, Jeff Cobb, and Aussie Open, which is Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis going up against Jonah, Bad Dude Tito, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. Mikey Nichols making his return to New Japan after a, a, long, a long absence. But now this completes the TMDK faction, okay. uh, the, the Mighty Don't Kneel faction, with Jonah, Haste, and Nichols being together now for the first time. So that, that I've been waiting for Mikey Nichols to come back because he was signed to New Japan and was under the chaos um, flat banner. Uh, so, but now he is back with um, his tag team partners in that faction. So that faction has come back together now. And now you have, and now um, in the semi-main event, well, we're not, we're actually it's not the semi-main event. It could be the semi-main event, but in the order that they have it here, um, for the United States Heavyweight Championship, they turned it into a four-way. Now, I'm not agreeing with this at all, and I'll tell you why. I understand why they did it, because there's so much intermingling going on with this match. Now, the original right. match was supposed to be John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Okay, they had built up that match. They've been going back and forth on Twitter and the whole thing, building up this match and getting this match together. And they finally got it going. Now, Tanahashi wins the United States Championship against Tomohiro Ishii, which was supposed to be Will Ospreay because he got COVID. So now they've turned this into a United States Championship match with Juice Robinson being involved now that he has put himself into the title picture, has beef with John Moxley and with Will Ospreay in the past. Right. So it messes up where you could have had a championship match with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Juice Robinson, and then you still had the John Moxley Will Ospreay match, of which the winner of that match could have went up against Tanahashi, or Tanahashi just could have went against all three of them at some point which they still right. can. But to make this a four-way and be like, okay, we're going to put all our eggs in one basket, you know, kill four birds with one stone, you know, it's almost like what they did with Backlash with the Usos and, and, and Roman Reigns and Rock K. Bro and whatnot. So, you know, I, I don't agree with this match. It's, it's going to happen. 
Uh, we'll see what happens with it, but you know, it's it's. I, I was really looking forward to Will Ospreay versus John Moxley. Right. Uh, also on that mat, on that card is Minoru Suzuki versus Brody King. You got. Oh, you got um, Eddie Kingston going up against Tomohiro Ishii. And in the main event, you got Jay White and Hikaleo versus Beretta and Kazuchika Okada. Now, this is, a, this is an interesting situation because Hikaleo is the brother, the younger brother of Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Mm-hmm which got kicked out of the Bullet Club, but Hikaleo is tag teaming with the leader of Bullet Club. Hikaleo has not really said whether he's going to be, whether he's gotten out of the faction or not because he really doesn't wrestle with his brothers, being that he's in New Japan Strong. So, they haven't really been doing a whole bunch of bunch of wrestling together, so it's going to be interesting to see yeah, if know. Jay White and Hikaleo mesh, if there's a swerve coming, if the Tangaloa and Tama Tonga end up coming in on the match, mm-hmm. especially since Tangaloa is in this match is is on this card. So uh, we'll just have to see what happens with that. So it'll be there's some interesting notes on this. Um, on this uh, card uh, right. to make to make it worth watching or to make it worth paying attention to. So now uh, we're going to go into the uh, best of the Super Juniors. They have announced the full card. Well, not, not the full card, but they've announced all of the entrants that are going to be um, in there, in, in, the, in the tournament. It's going to be a round-robin tournament. It's going to be two blocks, block A, block B, 10 people in each end. So it's going to be 20 people all together in this match, in, in this tournament. It's going to start on May 15th. In block A, you've got Hiromu Takahashi from okay. Los Gubernables de Apon. you got Ryusuke Taguchi, uh, one half of the Junior Tag Team Championship champions. Taji Shimori, who just won the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yoshinomu Kanemaru, who's Suzuki-gun. Sho, who's a member of the House of Torture. Yo, who is his former tag team, shows your former tag team partner with Chaos. <coughs> then you've got some interesting names in Block A. You've got Alex Zane, who's okay. making his debut, who is usually wrestling for um, GCW. You've got Francisco Akira, who is the latest member of the United Empire, making his debut. You've got Clark Connors, who just graduated from the uh, the, uh, LA Dojo, who's who's on his excursion. And you also have who could be after tonight, former or still Impact X Division champion Ace Austin. Huh. That's included in the in the uh, in this tournament. So that gives you the A block. Okay. In the B block, you have El Desperado, Master Wato, Doki, El Linderman, who's a uh, part of a faction called um the Stronghearts, who's a member of the Gleet 
organization, which is out of, which is out of, um, which is a sub, which is a small independent faction in Japan. Okay. And all, and is also the Gleet T-Rex champion, which is their top championship. You have Robbie Eagles, Titan, which is from, which is a, which is uh, who is affiliated with CMLL, Bushi, TJP, which is who's a member of the United Empire, El Fantasmo, and Wheeler Utah hmm. from AEW, your Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Is going to be in this. So again, this is a round robin tournament where everybody wrestles everybody. It's going to start on the 15th. They're going to go through until June the 2nd, where they end up in the Nippon Budokan, which will probably which is usually a big show for the final. Who right. the final, which will be the winner of whoever gets the most points out of the two blocks. They will wrestle each other in the final to determine who the tournament winner is. Which is usually a big card, and that'll be pretty much where Okada will probably find out his next opponent, and you know, find out what's going on with the next big show. Right. So um, it'll be interesting to see where all these newcomers, you know, because you you haven't had this many outsiders come into this tournament in a while. So I mean, you know, you got GCW represented, you got AEW, you got. Uh, Impact Wrestling represented uh, the Gleet organization. So um, we're going to see what happens. It should be interesting. I was hoping to see um, Kushida now that he's yeah. not with uh, WWE anymore. But we may see an appearance from him to, on June 2nd. Uh, right. So like Because we don't know if he's got anything going on as far as a, a non-compete or whatever the case. So We'll see what happens there. So um, that's it for that. Any questions or anything you wanted to bring up on any of those things? Uh, no, sir. I mean, you know, we pretty much covered uh, the good amount of everything. I guess we could call this a That's Just New Game Plus show because we had a lot of different promotions that, uh, you know, we touched on uh, from the core segment as well as, you know, as it says, uh, big shows are coming. So there's some things to look forward to in the summertime as we continue to press on and, and see how the landscape changes. And don't forget about, obviously, looming over Forbidden Door, which sold out as well for AEW. Uh, right. So um, a lot of... Right, so um, you, got, you, got forbidden, you got Forbidden Door coming up. You got um, you got um, NWA Always Ready, uh, mm -hmm. where um, uh, they, uh, they, named, they named the show after uh, Matt Cardona. So um, they're... Uh, I think Matt Cardona is going to have a, a, a title match in there somewhere. So uh, I don't know. They're, they're looking they're, right now. They're um, looking like they may put Trevor Murdoch in that point in that picture. They may have another match okay. with uh, Nick Aldis. Uh, oh, the Pope the has said something. The Pope has has turned has uh, cashed in his uh, title shot that he won during that tournament that they had uh, last yeah. year. So um, he's uh, he's 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 uh, he's talking about getting to the title picture. So it's a lot of interesting things going on with that uh, within the NWA. So yeah, between between now and about halfway through June is a or the end of June. There's a lot oh, yeah. going on. It's gonna be real busy. So um, no, I think we we gave people at least something to tease and, and look forward to or think about uh, catching. 
over these next couple weeks. You know, watch if you want to watch tomorrow to see what's going down. You can. If not, you just see the recap on Monday uh, and Friday. Let's be honest with that one. Um, so we'll see what plays out. But I think, uh, you know, we had a pretty solid show, sir. Yeah, you know, I like you said, like I said, I had the I had the pencil or the pen in this situation. So, you know, I had to I had to make it do what it do. The book <laughs> so, Mr. Booker Man. <laughs> so good job uh today getting us uh through. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, how we do it. We don't really do uh any extra time because we do enough time and that's about it. So uh, unless you have nothing else, I think it's time to diversify some bond. No, I have nothing else. Y'all have a good one. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. And <coughs> I meet you, my bitches. <laughs>